live from Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like Devontae got doubled a lot in Green Bay, you know, uh, and Darren as well. So not necessarily. I think uh, I think we still got to go out next year, and um, hopefully, you know, we'll do that this week. This is unnecessary roughness. Here's your boy Q. let that ride out we're gonna let that that music ride on out right there as we're at buffalo wild wings 150 east centennial demond has no sound in my ear whatsoever then all of a sudden last 10 seconds he wants to put some sound in my ear to let me know that we're back that's awesome uh, <laughs> i bet she is everyone else is probably ready too probably wondering why in the world is cute letting that music ride on out man what's he waiting on I'm just waiting on DeMond. <laughs> it's all good. Well, come on by here, 150 East Centennial. We're in the north. We're hanging out. We got surprises for you, and we're going to get you set up and get you ready for the weekend. Of course, the Raiders kick off 10 a.m. our time on, uh, on Raider Nation Radio 920. Joining us now on the phone line, as you heard DeMond say, Cassie's ready. That's Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. And Cassie, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. What are you doing this fine afternoon? Well, first of all, a belated happy birthday to you, Q. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, 21 all over again, yes? Yeah, times three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, relax. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm here at home. I'm chilling with the dogs, editing some, some Vegas Nation content. So I'm having a good Friday so far. Nice, nice. Well, that's what we're here for is to have a good Friday and head you into the weekend the right way. Of course, uh, you know the Saints very well. They blew out the uh, the Raiders last week. I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure you uh, took, took that game in with a grain of salt. I'm sure there wasn't a whole lot of cheering coming from, from Cassie Soto. But with that performance that the Raiders have had on, on Sunday, it's always about the, the bounce back. So what kind of bounce back are you expecting this week from the Raiders against Jacksonville? I'm going to be real honest. I think if they don't play pissed off, like they're letting themselves and anyone who's ever rooted for this team down. I think if they don't come out like firing on all cylinders, then then what are they waiting for? I'm so tired of hearing there's a lot of football left. There's no like, OK, yes, we get it. But there's not a lot of time to win left and to keep uh, the people who have, you know, stood by and supported this fan base, all the callers you have calling in, like, I, I think it was good on Josh McDaniels to come out and to apologize to the fans because they, they deserved an apology. And so I just think if they don't come out swinging uh, on Sunday, that, that it's just going to be a huge disappointment on their part. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. That was actually one of my keys to the game, come out, play angry. You know, play angry, yeah. play pissed off, just show that you have that sense of urgency. And, you know, Cassie, they never returned. They never never left from New or- or they left from New Orleans, but they didn't come back to Vegas. They went straight to Florida, mm-hmm. and, and they were training there. And then the Jaguars, they were coming back from London. Do you think that, that that travel and lack of travel for the Raiders will maybe help them at least early on in the game on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one less excuse they can make afterwards, right? Right. Um, being adjusted to the time zone there, obviously, an early start. Um, and, you know, just getting acclimated. I know some of the guys were talking about getting acclimated to the weather, obviously. It's a different, Florida's a different kind of heat here mm-hmm. than in Las Vegas. And, and we got snow on our mountains now, so I'm sure they'll be surprised when they come back home that it's chilly here. Um, so, yeah, I think being there for the week, and again, I feel like, Maybe this obviously isn't how they wanted to come into spending, you know, a week together coming off of such a a terrible loss. But I think that 
this is a good time for them to to do all the behind the scenes stuff that we obviously aren't privy to seeing or the the meetings that we're privy to hearing that I know Josh McDaniel said, you know, flexing his chest and clenching his fists harder and, you know, stomping around like that isn't very productive. But I think somebody has to be doing some yelling. And I hope some yelling happened during this week in Florida that there was some soul searching going on. Um, because there was no distractions. There was no time to leave. There was no, you know, having to do the, the daily things. Obviously, these guys are football players, but they're husbands and they're fathers. So I'm sure their families do demand a lot of them during the season. And so this week, that was all taken away. And so I'm really hoping that that, that soul searching and that, that bonding and happened this week there in Florida. Cassie Soto is our guest from VegasNation.com on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. You mentioned being pissed off and someone doing some yelling in these team meetings that we're not privy to. Who on this team do you think is that person to lead the team and to be that leader in the rah-rah guy? Um, Well, I know, I mean, who we know already is is a Josh Jacobs, right? Probably a Max Crosby, like from what we've seen. But I think it has to be Derek Carr. Like, give me – you don't need to break tablets, right, because those things are expensive. But give me, like, a little Tom Brady slamming some helmet. Like, I feel like – I feel like he's just – he hasn't taken it maybe that next level. And maybe, again, it could be happening behind closed doors. We don't know. But I feel like as the leader of this team, you know, one of the the guys – he has to be. Colton Miller, I know. He's the longest tenured player on this team. Yes? Yeah, yeah, Confirm? yeah. Yeah, well, he, the, he's the last one standing. So you got to encourage these guys and, uh, you know, show if you're sitting on the sidelines, which they showed him multiple times during the Saints game, right, Q? Like, yeah, he was yeah. just kind of sitting there, you know. Give me some screaming up and down the sidelines. I think that's where we're all kind of at. Like, let, we know that the sitting there and being quiet – hasn't really worked so far. So switch it up a little bit. And I think that for how much pressure Derek Carr does put on himself, he could put up the spice level a little bit here and and, and get these guys rocking and rolling. And hopefully that'll trigger something to, to get them to play for one another and not repeat what happened last week. You know, at least at the very end of the day, at least up and down the sidelines, encouraging the guys like, hey, let's go, right. let's get things going. I mean, if, if if he's not going to get angry, which I don't think he's going to, but if he's going to do something, like you said, show that leadership and just, you know, hey, come on, guys, let's go. Go to the offensive line. Come on, you're better than this. You know, you don't have to cuss him out, but just, hey, you're better. Let's go. Let's get this thing together. That makes sense. I mean, that really yeah. does. And, and that's something that we didn't see anything on Sunday. And so I feel like, Cassie, that that could have been one of those where it's like, that was just an awful day. I know that there was an illness going on in the locker room. They're not going to mm-hmm. use that as, a, as an excuse, but it just felt like it was an awful day to have an awful day for the Raiders. You know, and kind of, yeah, and then going off of that, how you're saying, like maybe at that point, you know, once you're down, um, you haven't crossed mid- midfield all game, like what is yelling really going to do? But how you're saying, like people need encouragement, like us as human beings. We need a pat on the back every yeah. once in a while. We need a, hey, man, like I'm here for you. Like let's let's step it up, like. Things have been going our way, you know, like no matter how strong minded you want to be, you know, even if if you say like, oh, you're, you know, independent, you can do things on your own. Like everybody appreciates a little bit of like hoorah every once in a while. So, yes, as you're saying, Derek Carr to go up to his guys and say, all right, guys, like 
let's just finish out strong here. You know, last yeah. let's try, let's just get past midfield. You know, like <laughs> come on, guys, like let's do it. We can do this kind of thing. You know, like right. something. I just yeah. it was just nothing. So that 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 again, that can't happen again either. I don't think. Right, and tomorrow we have that guy in the in the building that will go and give encouragement to everyone. Like, hey, step it up a little bit. You know, we got that rah rah guy, don't we? Uh, yeah, I think we're on the air with him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cassie, I think all three of us, we can agree that the team, they need to get off to a faster start on the offensive side of the ball. But who do you think needs to be more involved on the offense for that fast start to occur? So it's so funny. So like three minutes before you called me, Damon, my dad called me. And I was like, hey, dad, is everything good? Like, I'm about to go on the radio. What do you need? And he's like, oh, honey, I'm just checking in on you. He's so sweet. He calls me every day. So I asked him because I knew this question was going to come up. I said, dad, what's your key to the game? Tell me and I'll bring it on air. And he said, it's just simple ball. Do what's been working. Give the ball to Jacobs and run the bleep out of him. <laughs> nice. All right. And Shout out I to Los. <laughs> Los, like, hit it on the head. We know that Jacobs is a workhorse. I think the other day, Josh McDaniels also wanted to basically say, we're going to run him until the tires fall off. Yeah. Like, he kind of he held mm-hmm. back a little bit, but I think that that was the end of his sentence. Yeah. Give the ball to Josh Jacobs. Run the ball down the Jaguars' throw and just get him going. Because, again, we've seen time and time again that Josh Jacobs can take a hit. He can take a hit and get another yard or two, right? He can break guys off. And I feel like put at least some effort into that game plan at first and see how it goes. And then, obviously, they can switch. But I feel like Josh Jacobs has the mentality enough to say, okay, we're in trouble here. Let me, let me, give me the ball and I'm going to do something with it. And I feel like that has to be the way that they start on Sunday. Cassie Soto is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. One of the things that I was talking about earlier in the show was Devontae Adams. And, and let me ask you this before I give you my opinion. What have you mm-hmm. thought of the Carr-Adams connection era as it started and as we've seen it through seven games? If you told me, if I knew nothing of this team, and you told me that these guys have known each other for years and that they played college together and that they were lifelong buds, I'd probably say, like, well, I haven't really seen that. Like, there's no chemistry there that I see that. Right. So, I, I don't know. I, college was a long time ago. And I don't think they're – obviously, we've seen they have not picked up where they left off. Um, I don't know. I just – I don't know. Like, I – I, he was asked, um, Devontae Adams was asked the other day, um, I saw that clip from Vinny um, that, he, that he sent on over to, for us for Vegas Nation, that uh, Devontae Adams was saying, you know, if people had high expectations, you know, like through, through training camp, obviously we saw those flashy plays, the, the toe-tapping plays in training camp, and we've yet to see a lot of that come to fruition in the season. Um, it's just, I don't know, Q. I don't know what it is for guys that have spent so much time together. It is real... Uh, you know, a little bit concerning that that we haven't seen it come to light now in the pros here and obviously heading into week nine now. So I don't know. What were your thoughts on it? I, I just felt like it was a little underwhelming. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've they've obviously had a connection. They've they've done some things. They're not going to force it. And I'm not asking them to force it to Adams all the mm-hmm. time. Like get, like like it felt like in the first game against the Chargers, right? You know what I mean? Sure. It looked like that they were really trying to make sure that they were on the same page with each other. And then I, I don't know if they figured out how to use Devontae Adams the way that they feel most comfortable with. But I, I said that I felt like 
to start this game on Sunday, they just need to get him involved early. You know what I mean? Just just at yeah. least at least get a, him a touch or two on that first possession just to get him engaged in the game. Not force feed it. Not 15, 16 targets a game. You don't have to do that unless unless he's just cooking like that. But yeah. like, 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 let it happen organically, but still make an effort to get him involved early. That, that's all I was asking. Yeah, and I just wonder, like, if they got, like, scared, right? As you mentioned, so 17 targets in that first game versus the Chargers. Then we go 7, 10, right. 13, 7, 9, 5. Like, now they're just like, oh, man, we messed up that first game. Uh, we'll come back to him later. Like, later is now. They right. need to go to him now. And like you're saying, yeah, maybe not 17 times. Right. But double digits, I feel, is, is good in these last three games. He hasn't gone over 7, 9, and 5. So, yeah, it's yeah, I, I don't think, like, you're, you're right. They haven't figured out how to use him and the arsenal, obviously, that he can unload on, on all these different teams. We had John Shipley on earlier in the show to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he mentioned how the Jaguars have been, like, the get-right game for opposing teams. For the Raiders' defense in particular, with Trevor Lawrence being a young quarterback, do you think that the defense can finally fix those woes? And I'm not saying have a shutout performance, but look dominant or, or just competent against this Jaguars offense. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think they have to. Are we – when is, Nate Hobbs has one more game, right? Till yeah, at least, one, at least one more yeah, game. Yeah, at least one yep. more game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think definitely this defense has to step up. I mean, anybody not named Max Crosby has to, you know, be feeling the, the pressure of this season on their shoulders. Um, and I think, yeah, this could be a game where we see the defense come to life and, and, and not let, you know, this game get away from them. They obviously – saw last week that they have to help their de- their offense out a little bit, maybe create some short field scenarios um, for the Raiders, get a tur- for the offense, get a turnover or two. Um, Amik Robertson, I was so surprised. I thought he was going to have just a breakout game. I've come on here the last two weeks talking yeah. about him and raving about him, and not much was said. You know, we didn't say his name very much these last couple of days. So, yeah, I feel definitely the defense has an opportunity to come back and, and right these wrong. Cassie, before we let you go, I wanted to ask, uh, how concerned are you right now? Darren Waller, again, on the uh, on the injury report, limited. I don't know if he's going to play. He's a game-time decision. He's questionable. Uh, what's your level of concern right now with Darren Waller? It's, it's got to be pretty high. I mean, that hamstring, it was his, it's his right hamstring now, right? It was the left during preseason, mm-hmm. the right hamstring now. Obviously, sidelined him last week. And, yeah, now it's – I mean, he obviously knows that this team could really use him. Right. So I'm sure he's working his darnest to come back. But, again, that, that questionable by his name on the injury report today is, is very concerning. Yes, yes it is. Absolutely. Go ahead, DeMond, close things out. Cassie, I want to get your opinion on something. Earlier in the show, we had a caller who was coughing through a storm, <laughs> trying to get through the call. He did it, though. And then you <laughs> mentioned, Derek Carr, how you want to see some spice. Like, he's got to be spicy. Last week, I had a remote, and I ordered some fruit from a kid that was hustling How the hell are you the putting dealership. all this together? I want to <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. How and are you putting this together? Wait a minute. Hold on. I don't mean to cut you off, Q, but I have to cut you off. Q, how did gonna you get go there. from Raider Mac, who was coughing, yes. to Derek Carr having some spice, yes. to what you were saying? About some Me fruit. being at the dealership, yes, yeah, the kid that was okay, the kid that okay, was out there hustling at the dealership. Okay. But Cassie, he offered the fruit, and it's like, oh, but do you want it with the um the tajin, the tahin? How do you say that? Tajin. So do you want the tahin and then like a little red sauce? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. But I took it, and I felt like I became someone that's the mayo was too spicy because he said it wasn't going to be that spicy. But I was fighting for my life on the spice oh, level in the. Yeah. <laughs> 
How wow. spicy is it for you Mexicans? Like, am I a baby? Do I have like? Was that, wow. Did we just? Did, oh Lord. Oh, Speaking man. on behalf of all Mexicans. Yes, of course. Right, more, exactly. Where do we go with that, Damon? Damon, the Weenie Hut Jr., wow. if, wow. if I will. Wow. I just had to ask because, you know, I thought, I was like, man, I, I had the tears coming and the Did tear ducts were flowing. Did ask you to represent every Mexican? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. So you've never hit the Valentina or the Tapatio? Like, you just completely stay away from that. Is that what you're saying? I'm a Louisiana man. So you okay. should be used to spice. Well, yeah. But th- no, man. Spices? That tahine, it hit me different. <laughs> I'm going to hit you different when I get back to the station, you big dummy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a disaster. This guy. Unbelievable. Cassie, I, uh, I, I apologize for DeMond. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know how that went. Where they <laughs> Him and his tahine. He's going he's gonna to drink or eat a whole lot of tahine uh, when we get back to the station or when I get back to the station. This guy. Hey, so if I end up, if you end up coming to my side of town for one of these, is Damon there? Does he go to the Buffalo Wild Wings with you? No, no, we don't allow him out of the studio for Uh, obvious reasons. I was going to say, we're going to have a spice off. We're going to have to have like everybody, we're just increase the spice level and see who taps out first. Nice, nice. We'll do that. We'll do that anyway. And I think I'll be at the Buffalo Wild Wings near you uh, next week. You told me how to say it the other day and I forgot how to say the name. Say it, say it. Try it. Uh, Wapai. Wallapai. Wallapai. I forgot an L. My bad. I was close. Wallapai. Wa- Wallapai. That's where I'll be Wallapai. at next week. I'll be on Wallapai. There you yeah. go. All right. I'm going to try to join you for sure on that one. That one's way closer to me, so I'll try okay. to go to that one. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, Cassie, what, what do you have coming out on <laughs> VegasNation.com that we need to be on the lookout for? Well, your favorite Mexican has some uh, <laughs> some Raiders content. Yeah, so uh, we got our Vegas Nation game day coming out. Uh, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., so be sure to look at that at VegasNation.com or LVRJ.com, LasVegasReviewJournal.com. En Espanol, Cassie, en Espanol. En, en Espanol, yes. Uh, por favor, visitar a LasVegasReviewJournal.com. Boom, there it is right there. <laughs> Cassie, fantastic stuff. Thank you for dealing with my guy, Demond. Appreciate you as always. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the game. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> There she goes, Cassie Soto. Uh, she's the best right there. VegasNation.com on Twitter, at underscore Cassie Soto. I don't know what I'm going to do with you, Damon. 320 is the time we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We got all kind of prizes. How about that? I was going to get something for you and bring it back to the station and give it to you, but I'm going to put you on timeout, man. I'll put you in that corner in the, in the studio. But we have fanny packs here if you're going to the game. Actually, the wife just mentioned this. No joke. No BS. It's so funny that I have a Just Win Baby, Coors Light, Raiders, Clear, fanny pack so you can actually wear it to the game just like a clear bag the wife just mentioned it she said i want a fanny pack and i laughed at her i go serious you know what i mean like come on are you serious and she's like no it's just you can take what you want and you just put it you know you're good i was like man ain't nobody rocking no fanny pack well now i got about 10 of them to give away so uh, there you go so obviously the wife was on to something and i had no idea what i was talking about so we have that we have a bunch of t-shirts that have just been dropped off hats i'm not a hat guy but there's plenty of hats for you so if you want that you can come on by and get hooked up with it as well we got plenty of tickets and the topo chico girls are here uh dropping or not dropping off but uh giving out some samples of their drinks as well so uh, if you want to get some samples everything we have is free here basically if it ain't free, it ain't me. So if you want it, we got it for you. Come on by here. We are on East Centennial. That's 150 East Centennial. Buffalo Wild Wings is our every single Friday night location. And uh, we're doing it right now with Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
My man, Sir Whiskey Ray, hit us up on the text line at 69187, keyword r Text line is still looking for a sponsor, by the way. It says, Q&D, I want that fanny pack. Anyway, any way you can mail me one here back to the bay, I'll pay you for postage. Everyone wants a fanny pack. Well, if you want a fanny pack, we got the hookup for you right here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 150 East Centennial. We have this hookup every single Friday. We're at a different location, a different Buffalo Wild Wings. Right now, we're on the north side. So uh, come on out here. Get hooked up. We have tons of prizes. Raider Nation Radio t-shirts, Topo Chico t-shirts, Coors Light t-shirts, uh, Raider t-shirts. We've got hats. We've got all kind of good stuff. Topo Chico girls are walking around with the drinks, the samples. Now I'll have a sample in a little bit. So I can't tell them myself I'm on the radio. I can't tell them that I'm going to have a sample right now. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Can't do that right now, but uh, they're walking around hooking up the samples. If you want them, they got them for you. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. We have Vinny Bonsignor coming up in a matter of minutes. But Cam, calling from Australia. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Cam? Hey, how are you, Q? Good I'm to blessed. talk to you. I'm uh, blessed. First how are you? All, I'd like to... Yeah, very well, mate. I'd just like to thank you and Demond for putting on such a great show and being all the way from Australia. I get no information on it except for the station, and it's absolutely a God's blessing. So thank you for that. But now, I think I can't understand why we can't tackle. Mm -hmm. What goes on over there? Is there a tackling coach at the club? (laughs) Like, I follow Australian rules football full on, as much as I love my NFL, and... One thing they can do is tackle, and they tackle properly. I just don't understand why we can't tackle. Right. That's a big problem. It's a really big problem. They don't tackle very well. Huh. I just don't get it. I mean, if the defense could tackle, like, you know, to give you some idea, that bloody, you know, the Camara bloody touchdown the other day against the Saints, that wouldn't have happened. One tackle. One tackle. Four guys. One tackle. No. <laughs> I'm with you. Thank you for the call, Cam. We appreciate you. And yeah, you know the thing about it is, and Lincoln's talked about this before, and I know other players have talked about it as well. Is that you know with the CBA and actually coaches have talked about it, they don't really practice tackling to the ground, and that that comes back to rear its ugly head. And I know it doesn't affect every team, but it affects this team. It affects this team because you're right. The tackling is an issue. It absolutely is an issue. There's a lot of missed tackles. I remember Hondo talked to me after what game was it. Man, I can't remember what game it was. It wasn't this last one against the Saints, but it was it was one before that. And we were talking before head coach Josh McDaniels went into the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center for uh, his media session, and he said, "Man, Q, I looked back at that game, and there was just so many missed tackles." And and there it, there is there's that's a great great point right there, Cam. There's a ton of missed tackles. I'm not too sure why why that's the case, but there is. And I know that you know they don't practice tackling to the ground. Um, they don't have a whole lot of contact at all when it's practice and, and it's training camp. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that, but I get it, right? I mean, we can always talk about, you know, well, back in the day, they did this, they did that. That's that's great, and I I like that. That's per- my preference, but I understand why they don't do that. I understand that they, you know, want to make sure everyone's as healthy as possible. But, uh, yeah, man, the tackling. Matter of fact, we'll ask our next guest about that. Vinny Bonsignor joins us now. Uh, he's been spending the whole week in Sarasota, Florida. Now he's prepared uh, to see this game and take and cover this game in uh, Jacksonville against the Jaguars on Sunday. And, Vinny, let me start with this. We just had a question from down under all the way from Australia. Our guy Cam asked, what is the problem with the tackling? How come the Raiders' defense struggles to tackle consistently and, and with proper form? Yeah, and there's no excuse on that, you know, uh, because every team has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, every team has to deal with it in college, too. There's just, 
Um, you know, practices are different. We all get that. We all understand that. Um, but everybody has to deal with the no tackling in practice uh, and go get it done in the game. And there's teams that are definitely doing that. And the Raiders haven't been one of them consistently enough. Um, you know, I know that each week coaches are going to make things a point of emphasis and sometimes planting that seed, um, you know, uh, to, to start a week of practice to make sure that everybody understands the importance uh, of doing it right, doing it fundamentally correct, uh, having no breakdowns, taking proper angles, uh, using the right technique when you get, you know, uh, to the ball carrier or receiver or whoever's holding the ball, um, but then finishing too, you know, and, and there's no excuse. I, I don't know why they've been having uh, issues. Uh, but they got to get it corrected, and that's the bottom line. These guys are NFL players. They ought to be able to tackle better on a more consistent basis. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I thought that was a great call. Again, we're talking with Vinny Bonsignor. You can check him out uh, on morning, the morning tailgate here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Of course, all his work is in the RJ as well. Does a fantastic job with both. Now, let me ask you this. As far as the game on Sunday, how important is it for the Raiders to come out of the locker room with a sense of urgency? Just get off to a better start. That's a better way to put it. Um, a thousand percent important. And, you know, not only for themselves, but, you know, I can sense Raider Nation is really upset right now, and rightfully so, and they have every right to be. Um, yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, even talking to, to Dave Ziegler the other day, he gets it, he understands it, he's been a fan as well uh, in his life. He knows what frustration is and what disappointment feels like, uh, and he doesn't like it any uh, more than, than the fans do. And so I think, to, you know, yeah, you want to send a message to yourself, but I think even for the, above and beyond that, just for the fan base to be able to say, okay, you know what, that was a one-game deal right there. Yeah, the, the results hadn't been there the previous six games either, but at least they were fighting, at least they were competitive. Um, and, and there were reasons to feel pretty decent or pretty good about, okay, lost the game, but, wow, felt pretty good about being competitive and, and being in that game and not being embarrassed and having you know just a play here or a play there. That was not the case on Sunday, and I think Raider Nation felt that to its core, and I think the team owes its fan base uh, a much better effort, and, and, and part of that uh, you know, goes a long way if, if they can start fast, if they can start crisp and efficient and tell themselves and their fan base, that was just a one-game thing, and we're going to correct it. You know, Vinny, before uh, DeMond asks you a question, you've been there in, in Florida all week, as so has the Raiders. How much of a difference do you think that that's going to make as far as them not traveling back here to Vegas and then going back to the, to the east, going back to, uh, you know, to, to Jacksonville to play, and then the Jaguars are coming back from London and they having to get their legs underneath them? Do you think that makes a difference to at least start the game? I, I think so um, because you know the jet lag and time differences. It's no joke. It's a real thing, and people have been studying this cue for decades. How do you best maximize you know uh, or deal with the time uh, difference? Whether it's going east to west, which that's a challenge in its own right, uh, or west to east. Um, and then not only that, but it's hot here, man. Um, it's been hot all week, and it's going to continue to be hot. I got a text from somebody with the Rams. Uh, they're headed out to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they're like, hey, I heard it was really hot and humid. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And and they're in, in California at 63 degrees, not quite as cold uh, as it is in Las Vegas, but cold enough where it's going to be a drastic difference for them when they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At the very least, the Raiders have been here for a week and are pretty much used to the weather right now. Um, and hopefully it improves. It gets a little bit cooler. But even if not, they've dealt with some pretty severe weather out here, and they'll be better prepared to deal with that on Sunday. 
Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. With you being in Florida this week, Vinny, being around the team, what's the atmosphere like in the locker room? We had John Shipley on early to talk about the Jaguars, and he mentioned how the Jaguars, they are bounce-back game from some teams. We know how fan bases around the leagues look at the Jags. So what is this Raiders locker room we're thinking about this Jaguars team? Um, well, respect for the Jaguars. I think there's respect for the coaching staff. Uh, there's nothing but respect for Doug Peterson, that's for sure. Uh, they understand that it's a young quarterback that's been struggling, but um, you know can can awaken at any moment. Uh, they they know the running game and stuff. They know the defense is as fast and ferocious uh, as any they'll see in the in, in uh, this year um, and and to date. You know, it's a defense that's given up you know the tenth fewest points in the league. That catches your attention because. Uh, they're getting it done, and, and there's no question. You just put on the film and you see what they're doing up front uh, and the speed that they have. It's no joke, uh, and the Raiders are well aware of that. And I'll also say this, though, too, uh, and no disrespect to the, to the Jaguars, but I think we've been saying this for quite some time. This is all about the Raiders, and it's been about the Raiders. And for whatever reason, they haven't been able to get out of their own way enough um, to, to, to just let themselves – you know, let their talent kind of speak for itself. They just haven't been able to do that, whether it was laying an egg or not, you know, being uh, as prepared as they needed to be from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint on Sunday to some of the errors that they've made earlier in the year that cost them games. It's, it's been something here or there throughout the season, uh, except for a couple of wins. And even in those two wins, you know, there were moments where you're like still kind of scratching your head, like what's going on here? So, uh, it's 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 about them, and they need to. Un- and I know they understand that, uh, but they have to, you know, like I said, kind of get out of their own way and just go play a good football game. And this is the week where it almost has to happen because there's no. If you lose this game uh, and fall to to two and six, uh, I'm not. I don't know if there's a shovel uh, or a pick or any kind of contraption that you could come up come up with. Um, you know, from a from a uh, technology standpoint, that'll dig you out of that hole. They got to win on Sunday. Yeah, and last week we saw it with well, we heard it from Alvin Kamara, where he's basically guaranteeing a win. Is anyone in the Raiders locker room? I know that the team only has two wins. They can't be out here making guarantees, but do they have that energy about them, that fire of hey, this is a must win? Yeah, no, they know that it's a must win. I don't think you're going to see anybody pulling Alvin Kamara uh, on on this team right now, especially coming off the loss that they had, like right. to guarantee anything and. And to rile up the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are, are feeling it themselves a little bit right now, uh, and they're a proud group, and, and they don't want to get embarrassed uh, anymore. Uh, they're on a five-game losing streak, so they're going to be desperate. So I don't any, think anyone's going to come out and say what Alvin said, although I tip my cap to Alvin Kamara. He owned that, and yep. uh, his team followed him, and that's you know what, what, what leaders do. I'm uh, not taking anything away from the Raiders' leaders. I just don't think they're going to roll that way, especially where they are right now. But I feel like the you know the spirits have been up. Um, they don't you know feel like uh, they can't win. They don't. There's nothing like that going on right now. Yeah, they're disappointed, uh, but but I, I I do believe that they believe that the answers are in their locker room, and they just got to kind of unlock that a little bit more um, and and give them a better chance to win on Sundays. Talking right now with Vinny Bonsignor from uh, the Morning Tailgate here on Radio Nation Radio 920, also the Las Vegas Review-Journal. You can find all his work. He does a great job. He's been in Sarasota, Florida all week long with the silver and black. So, Vinny, I got to ask you this question about Devontae Adams and the production and just kind of the Devontae Adams era so far through seven games. I know it's a small sample size, but through seven games, what have you seen or or what have you thought of, you know, this this short period of time that Devontae's been with the Raiders? Um. 
you know, uh, he's, he's had moments of brilliance. Uh, we saw what kind of a uh, impact he can have against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, uh, uh, he just tore them up and has done that a couple of times to opponents this year. Um, it's just been a little bit of hit and miss, you know, and I think, I think the other part of it is, I was talking to Devontae about this um, uh, a couple of days ago, just being able to um, figure out a way to bring a force like that and meld it into what was already here. Um, it's not, and especially it's a new offense too. Can't forget that. And right. you know, it's not an excuse. It's the reality of the situation. Um, but 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 Q, you you know, you have a basketball background. Your son plays basketball. Uh, you know what basketball is all about. When you bring in somebody that is a high volume scorer, let's put it that way, and just a high volume player, yep. and just put that player into your system. Um, where there were already some high-volume guys like Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, um, it's not as easy as it always seems, you know, and, and you got to create that balance. And I think that the Raiders are still trying to create that balance. And I don't think that it's bad coaching or the players are bad or, or, or anything like that. It's just kind of finding that balance, that correct balance. Uh, we talked about Hunter Renfro yesterday and kind of what he needs to do, what he feels he needs to do uh, to really be a, uh, a more of an impact player. You know, Darren Waller, unfortunately, hasn't been out there for three weeks, and we'll see if he's going to play on Sunday. Um, but it, I, I think that what's going to help the Raiders, what's going to help Devontae, and just the whole operation is everyone being on the field together for practice, for games, and just get used to playing alongside one another. Um, it wasn't always going to be easy, we, and we see that that's the truth, but not having guys, too, um, has stunted the growth a little bit. They've just seen a consistent period of time where they're all playing together. Uh, and I think that my feeling is they're too good, the coaching is too smart for it not to work. Um, they just need to get out there and start playing together more. Talking again with Vinny Bonsignor here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Vinny, earlier this uh, this morning you talked to head coach Josh McDaniels as he met with the media very early. And, I went, matter of fact, I was doing something at the house, and I, I missed the call. It was so early. It was 6.50 uh, our time. But you were on the call. You were Johnny on the spot. You asked him about Derek Carr and what he does at the line of scrimmage, and we'll hear from uh, McDaniels coming up at the top of the hour. But you asked him about, you know, what kind of freedoms he has, you know, how is he uh, with the play calling. What did you think of the answer that you heard from head coach Josh McDaniels? It wasn't unexpected, and um, you know, uh, and, and I know we get that question a lot. Somewhere along the line, somebody has come up with the notion that that you know Derek Carr is just a robot to to Josh McDaniels and does everything he says and just you know is robotically going about his business. There's nothing further from the truth. Um, you know, on any given play, and this is standard for the NFL. You know, the quarterback he calls as as Josh McDaniels talked about. There's two plays that you usually call, and then from those two plays. You know, once you get to the line of scrimmage, you can stick to one or the other, or there's probably one or two more uh, that you have at your disposal, depending on what on what the look's going to be. Um, but this isn't, you know, I think he alluded to this with with uh, talking about Hunter. This we're not talking about recess football here, right. not backyard football where you could just go to any old play that you want. It's got to fit with your personnel grouping. In is it 22? Is it 21? Uh, is it uh, 11 personnel? What's the you know you know what I'm saying? You have yeah. to. It, you you don't just have a bunch of plays for every personnel grouping or who's on the field. There's specific things that you can and cannot do based on who's on the field at the time. So it's not a, the whole playbook that he has at his disposal. I'm not saying that he can audible out to something like that. But right. there's a, within the framework, there's definitely, um, you know, uh, he has the ability, Derek Carr, to change from one player to the one, one play to the next and typically around four different plays that he has at his disposal when he gets to the line of scrimmage, and he's got full autonomy to make those calls. 
We know that Josh McDaniels, that the offense is diverse, and you mentioned that you can't just call out a play this I like to say it's the easiest way to put it. This isn't just Madden, but when it comes to getting Josh Jacobs going, I know that everyone wants to see Derek Carr, you know, get the ball to all these weapons, but how important is it for this team to stick to the run game with Josh Jacobs? Extremely. Um, I think when the Raiders have been at their best, that's what they've done. Um, And maybe there'll be a day down the road where it doesn't have to be that way, but for right now it does. And they need to lean on Josh Jacobs. And that starts up front, too. Um, if there's one area of the team on Sunday that, that, you know, I felt just didn't bring it. I mean, there's a lot of players that, or there's a lot of parts of the game that weren't where it needed to be. But I felt like the Saints defense took the fight to the, to the um, Raiders offense, and specifically the offensive line. It wasn't a good day for the offensive line. I don't care what the grades said or anything like that. Uh, they didn't do their job. They didn't match the physicality of the Saints, and that's where it always starts. I know that's a cliche, but that's where football, especially on offense, starts. You have to be able to block. And in the run game, you have to be basically tougher than the guy in front of you and win all those individual battles and carry out your assignments in a physical, tough way. And I felt like the Raiders were a little bit too passive along the offensive line on Sunday, and it cost them. And they need to get back to what they were doing the three other games where they were essentially playing bully ball. It didn't matter if teams were bringing an extra safety down in the box. They got it blocked, and they created a necessary room. Um, that's because they were, they, were, they were out-toughing the other guys, and that's what they need to get back to. And we'll see if that happens on Sunday, but it, they, it has to. That's the bottom line. It has to happen for them on Sunday because that's how this offense works best. When it comes to this Raiders offensive line, do you expect to see any changes? And I know the only change that could be realistic in fans' minds could be at right tackle with Mumford over Illuminor. Can we expect to see that on Sunday? Um, I think they're probably going to go with Illuminor again to start the game and, and see how it goes. Um, they, 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 maybe they made that uh, decision, and, and we'll see on, on Sunday. But this is the offensive line, basically, that they're going to move forward with uh, this year. Is, there, is this going to always be the offensive line under Josh McDaniels? No. There's going to be changes uh, down the line. But this is what they have to work with, and they've got to make the most of what they have. And they've shown um, in multiple games that this is an offensive line that, that they can – run the ball with, and protect Derek Carr uh, as well. Again, the, the score, and this goes for a lot of different teams, it's not just exclusive to the Raiders, but when you get into a situation where you're down by 17 points or you know, in a hole like the Raiders were on Sunday, and A, you're not able to run the ball, and B, you really have to abandon it anyway because to get back into the game, you've got a big chunk plays and throw in it. That's not when this offensive line, uh, and there aren't that many in the league that are, that's not when this offensive line is very good. Uh, when, when other teams are just pinning their beer ears back and sending extra bodies and making it tough mentally uh, on this offensive line to pick up the blitz packages and all that, that's when they get in trouble. And that's why they need to play a certain style in terms of getting out to a lead and dictating uh, terms. But I would expect the offensive line to basically remain the same from here on out. Vinny, final question for you. We got a text from Mailman Raider. He said, can you ask Vinny if he's still adjusting to the time zone to get an idea if the players have fully adjusted, never been to the East Coast, or had jet lag, LOL? Yeah, um, I would say it was, it was probably up until around Tuesday um, where he started feeling, okay, kind of, kind of you know, back to, back to normal. Right. You know, you got to understand the way we do it, it's like you're back east and you go right back. And it's, that's a little bit discombobulating right there when you, go, when you do the, the, the quick – turnaround like that uh, but I felt I started feeling pretty good around Tuesday or so and I think that the, that the players um, were feeling kind of the same that's why it was important I think at, to Q's point that they did this whereas the Jacksonville Jaguars 
are, are coming uh, all the way from London. By the way, um, just to throw this out there, I was talking to Hunter Renfro today. He thinks the Jacksonville Jaguars eventually are going to move to London. Yeah. Um, and he likes that idea because he, he, he told me this, literally, you guys. His goal in life is to be knighted. He wants to play enough times in London where somebody's going to finally say, Foster Moreau, we've got to knight Foster Moreau. So I don't know where that all came from. Maybe it's something when he was a kid. He liked all that. I, I told him I'm going to start calling him Lord Foster from here on out because <laughs> apparently he's got some thing with, uh, with royalty in, in England and he wants to get knighted. So we've got to get the word out to get him knighted. By the way, also... A lot of great things from Dave Ziegler about uh, Foster Moreau. So um, I'm, I'm wondering if at some point there's going to be something done to, to keep Foster here uh, in Las Vegas where he belongs for the long haul. There you go. Good nuggets right there, man. Vinny, you, hey, you're on the job, man. You've been dropping nuggets at the each and every time we get ready to wrap up with you. You drop some kind of fa- fascinating nugget, and I feel like it leads to a great tease uh, piece that you got coming out. So what do you got coming out? <laughs> uh, well, uh, today I, I wrote about uh, – well, in, in our mailbag, somebody was asking about simplifying things. I think we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Raiders aren't going to simplify, continue to simplify things. Their goal is to be one of the smartest teams in the league. They feel you win championships by being one of the smartest teams in the league from a football uh, IQ standpoint. So while they have simplified some things defensively, they're not going to continue to do that. They're going to what they're ultimately going to do are, are find the right players to fit the intelligence level that they want to play at because. Eventually, as we talked about yesterday, you get exposed when you try to do easy things in the NFL. The other coaches are way too good for all that. So um, while there might be a little bit of a transition, and I feel like especially defensively, you're probably going to see you know, some new faces next year, um, you know, but that can't do anything for them this year. They've got to figure out a way uh, to do it this year with what they have uh, and, and formulate or, or have a good enough defense out there. Uh, that and then also um, – Champ Kelly going out to uh, Jack- see Jackson State against Southern. Nice. Kind of gives you, it, it, it just reminds everybody that there's a whole other thing going on with the Raiders right now, and that's an entire, almost an entirely new scouting department that's out there looking for the next uh, you know, era of Raiders players, and that's every bit as important as what they're doing on the field right now. I know that doesn't sit well with fans, but that's the reality of the situation. They're trying to build a championship football team, and a lot of those championship pieces are guys that are in college right now that, that Champ and his group are out there scouting. Yeah, and Champ's really good, man, and I know he's going to be a GM of a team sooner rather than later, and I'm, I'm hoping that it's later because I like what he's doing <laughs> uh, with Dave Ziegler and company in the front office of the Raiders. And you mentioned Jackson State, man. They don't get a lot of mention until, well, until Dion, until prime time, took over as the head coach. Uh, do you think he ends up going to a Power Five, or do you think he stays at Jackson State a little bit longer? I think if somebody makes him an offer, yeah, he's going to. But there's a lot. He's. I'll, I'm going to give him a lot of credit and some of the other great coaches that are uh, at that level. They're bringing in some good talent. Yep. Uh, and and there was a reason why it wasn't just to go say hi to Dion. There's some players down uh, in that game mm-hmm. that that Champ went to go see. And the other part about that too, guys, is that um, you know this is now a, a, you know they're about six or seven months into this group working together. Uh, and they're really looking forward to all being on the same page when next year's draft comes on. Remember, they got here in January. Yep. That was a pretty quickly uh, you know, uh, put-together deal to try to come up with a draft board and all that. And now you have scouts that have been scouting players for what this team wants to do and this regime wants to do. It's nothing against the pe- previous regime, but everybody does things differently. Right. And so the types of players that these scouts are now looking for are fitting with what Josh McDaniels and uh, Patrick Graham like to do. And, and that's important. It's important to remember that that's what these scouts are doing right now and see how that improves this roster uh, you know, next year and the year after that. 
And that's the name of the game. It doesn't matter if it's in sports or in life, you know. Just because you were a, a factor in the last regime don't mean you're going to be a factor in this regime. It's just as simple as that. Everyone don't fit with what everyone wants them to do. Vinny, great stuff as always, my man. Uh, fantastic week of coverage there in Sarasota uh, as you prepare for this game on Sunday. Uh, go out there and uh, do what you do, and we'll see you back in the studio next week. I appreciate it. Looking forward to coming back. Have a great show, you guys. All right, thanks, Vinny. Great stuff, man. Vinny Bonsignor, fantastic coverage all week long. The dude has been Johnny on the spot, dropping all kind of great nuggets all week long here on the show, and uh, not just our show. He's been uh, checking in on JT the Brick show. He's been checking in with the morning tailgate every single morning. I mean, the dude has been nonstop, go, 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 and we definitely appreciate that. So, Vinny Bonsignor, check out his work on the Las Vegas Review Journal. Also, hear him with the morning tailgate. Uh, bright and early, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920. 3.50 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 150 East Centennial. I got a bunch of prizes for you. I want to give them out. I don't want to take them home with me. Come on and get them. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Just got a, cute, a few seconds here. As we close out the as we close out the hour, we uh, went a little long with our guy Vinny Bonsignor, but sometimes we get on a roll and Demond doesn't stop us, you know. And that's how we do it. <laughs> Demond's like, really? It's my fault? No, it's not. Just kidding. Uh, I get on a roll, and sometimes that happens. But uh, 150 East Centennial Buffalo Wild Wings is the spot that we're at. We do it every single Friday. We go from Buffalo Wild Wing to Buffalo Wild Wing. I couldn't tell you how many weeks we've done this at, but it's it's been a lot of fun. So we're just giving out a bunch of prizes that we have. We have hats. We have T-shirts. We have fanny packs, and it's so funny because I have a bunch of, like, raffle tickets and everything, but I don't do raffles. I just give stuff away. I don't need a raffle. Raffling takes too much work. So my man Brian here, he's giving out stuff. Got the Topo Chico girls. They're giving out stuff. I'm giving out stuff. We're trying to give it out to you. So come on by. 150 East Centennial, Buffalo Wild Wings with Radio Nation Radio 920.